Hey everyone, welcome back to the Gary V Audio Experience. Once again, I'm Jacob from Team Gary, and today we have a continuation of Friday's keynote podcast. This is the Q&A section. We really hope you enjoy it. There's a lot of great things on leadership, leadership styles, operating with integrity, and so much more. We really hope you enjoy it. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. How does sleep and wellness and sleep health manifest in your life? And as a leader, do you value those things in the lives of your employees? That's a great question. Couple things with leadership. One of the things my dad always struggled with was back to literally being like, make sure they don't steal. Once we got past that conversation, (laughs) he got into like, they don't work as hard as me. And I was 15 years old. We used to live 45 minutes from the liquor store. And so we had a lot of talk time. I was 15 and the first time I heard it from my dad, the first time I turned to him in the passenger seat and said, they're not supposed to. I go, if you want employees to work as hard as you, then you should comp them equally to you. If you want people to work as hard as you, they should get the rewards of that. I have never had the expectation. And listen, I'm well documented as, one of the hardest things that I've gone through as a public figure is people trying to put hustle porn and things on me when none of my words have ever been about that but my energy confused people and made them think that. For me, I work very hard and a lot. It's also my singular love outside my family. I love what I do so much it scares me. I would rather be in meetings all day than skiing, than fucking golf, (laughs) than watching Top Gun 2, than playing video, it is my love. I'm also aware that the far majority of the human race does not have that luxury. I, I, so a couple things, one, I also sleep seven, eight, or nine hours a night. To me, to me, it's not, and by the way, Comma, I'm also willing if I have to fly somewhere and have a meeting and take, like there's also nights where I have to sleep five hours because that was the circumstance of my situation. I made that choice. To me, I think the people that go hard and all that, they're very confused on this subject matter. It's not how much you sleep, it's what you accomplish when you're awake. The number one joke of my inner friends and acquaintances and family is when they come to Vayner and it's 6.30 and there's not that many people, this is pre-COVID obviously, shit's super different. They would always razz me, be like, where the fuck is everyone, mister? And I'm like, I don't have that expectation of them. I need them to have the balance they want. I also don't judge the reverse. If a 27 year old wants to be the CEO of Vayner in 12 years and she's willing to go that hard, I can't make the judgment for your ambition. In fact, I believe the ultimate leadership is being prepared at all times for people to change their mind based on their ambition. I have tons of 25 year olds that sit down with me like, Gary Vee, I'm gonna have your job one day. I'm like, let's fucking go. (laughs) Great, please, I'd love to go do some other shit, you know? (laughs) And then at 29, they're really about that life and they're like, I need more money, da 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 da. I'm like, great, you're doing it, let's go. And then at 32, they fell in love. (laughs) And all of a sudden, they're not there, you know, at 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. and all of a sudden, they're not emailing me at 11 p.m. And that's me, I get happy. I have no interest in dictating one's interests and ambitions. I just have responsibility to reverse engineer it in real time. 
Super excited to see you here today. Uh, I have to say I'm a massive fan of your teachings and your content. I think it's so important that you're showing in the world what you are. Thank you. Um, I'm thrilled you're here with us today. Um, I am also a fellow uh, lover of people and lover of people through my management and my leadership. Yes. And I'm absolutely not a working manager. I've been in retail now for coming up on 20 years. Love it. I entered the industry at a very different time when it was about like keeping your people in line. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Kind of snapping that Uh leash. So I'm seeing this kind of global movement towards this kind of um, human first um, kind of really genuine source of leadership is really refreshing to yeah. like myself. Um, what advice would you have um, for people that are um, maybe, uh, I don't want to say leaning too far into that, but that are, um, you know, trying trying to temper the uh, concept of productivity and like we're saying kind of reverse engineering what that role looks like and the kind of innate tie back to the human nature of leadership. It's why I'm talking about gray instead of black or white. Everyone who's like, you gotta be in the office nine to five, Monday through Friday. I mean, you know, I had a drinks with somebody and like they were really struggling. They're, it's, they're not 70, they're like in their 40s and like, Gary, I know you talk about all this people stuff, but it, she was like, I'm just asking people to come into the office Monday through Friday, nine to five, and everyone's acting like I'm trying to make them work 150 hours a week. And I'm like, shit changes. We need all of August off. We don't want to work, uh, you know, we only want to work three days a week, kind of. It's just merit. It's just merit. It is what it is. Like, I love how we're baffled that this is how it works in work, yet if I told you, okay, here's the two scenarios. You eat healthy, cut down your carb ratio to your protein, get tight and eat cleaner, you go to the gym seven days a week and you do it properly. You get proper sleep and you do it right. And your body and health is better than the person that eats dog shit all the time, never goes to the gym and barely sleeps. And we're all like, yeah. Yet for some reason, like the person that works efficiently and smart and works for 63 hours a week, beating the person who doesn't, who works 35 hours a week, fucks with us a little. That's just merit. For me, the purple's very easy because I don't get, it was the way I finished the last one. It felt sweeter on the last one. This one was a little bit more with the empire, but it's kind of like, I'm not here to judge anyone. I'm here to listen to what you want your life to be about, but I am not your parents. That's the problem. Parenting got crazy in the last 25 years. We decided eighth place trophies was a good fucking idea. You know what that means, right? Eventually you grow up and you go into the real world and you're like, yo. And I'm like, yo, what? I'm here, I'm like, great, what are you gonna do? Like, we've lost merit. And with losing merit, we've created enormous entitlement. And we decide to blame everything but ourselves. So to me, it's been very easy to find the balance. It's just communication. It's like, what are you about? By the way, this is why I wanna redefine the success. I think it's remarkable to make $57,000 a year, live within those means, and smile every day. We need to find that. It's real. Like, for me it's fun to go hard, because it's my game, but I would have equally been thrilled if that's not how my chemicals played out, and I would have been super content. So we just have to have more, like it's just about the real combo, right? We have to balance entitlement with responsibility with compassion and empathy. We've got to find the balance. But the problem is everybody's pushing so hard in opposite directions. You know, each side of this conversation of like, 
overcoddling versus merit. Each side thinks that they keep pushing further to their side, it will fix the reaction when reality is you just have to go to the middle and it fixes. The, the reason shit's working for us is I'm in the middle. When somebody comes flying into my, this is a problem, like, did we investigate it properly? Like, you have to care about it in all ways. And I think we're just on tilt on both sides of it. And everything's now become like a stance. I'm like, the peanuts in the fucking lunchroom is not a fucking political stance. <laughs> like, and then they're like, but there's people allergic to peanuts. I'm like, oh, good point. Like, you just talk. You just talk. And so I think we just need a lot more dialogue and you do it on a one-to-one basis. You know what I mean? What are your thoughts on the fear that AI might disseminate the workforce? It won't disseminate the workforce, but AI is the tractor. AI is the tractor. And for the people who understand what I'm saying, here it is. Most people worked on farms back in the day. And then a tractor came out. And everyone's like, fuck that. (laughs) This is gonna ruin the world. We're all out of fucking jobs. And then people found new jobs. So what do I think? I think you can have any opinion you want. Technology doesn't give a shit about your opinion. It's gonna do what it's gonna do. So you're more than welcome to be an ostrich and put your head in the sand and decide this is not gonna happen. But this shit's already happened and it's not gonna stop. So if you do a job that AI is capable of doing soon, you should think about that. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know, like, do you understand I gave the same keynote in 1997 and the only difference, and I'm being serious, the only difference was a couple things. One, it was at the Springfield, New Jersey Chamber of Commerce and there was three and a half people there. <laughs> and number two, the analogy I used then was, look, if you're the top salesman or saleswoman for the Yellow Pages, you might want to consider what Yahoo and Google are doing. <laughs> AI is going to do a lot of shit. And it should. And I love the hypocrisy. I love the hypocrisy. You love technology when it works for you. And it's like, fuck technology. I'm like, don't order from Seamless, dick. <laughs> you love that. Get, like, don't use a fucking car. Go walk to the restaurant for 29 minutes. I mean it, we talk dumb shit. We are selective as fuck. We are the greatest era of hypocrites ever. Like, and so we have, to, we have to reconcile that. So what do I think about AI? I think it's coming, and I think it's coming fast. And it's gonna be awesome, and there's gonna be certain rule changes, and humans have proven to me through the last thousands of years that they have the ability to adjust to the new reality and deal with it. We are the most underrated thing on Earth. The human being is by far the most underrated thing on Earth. The amount of times, what do you think about this thing that has been said is a drillion and we're still here and thriving and yes, there's a billion things that are bad. Anybody here really fired up to go back 100 years and live in that era? It was worse. And so we just gotta keep building and, and instead of asking everybody else to contribute to the good of society, why don't you contribute? That. Can we sneak a couple more in? My question for you is around integrity mm. and how important you feel that it is to operate with integrity as a leader. 
That's a great question. You know, this one's kind of like tough and I appreciate the question because it's kind of like when you, when you ask that, in my brain I'm like, well that's oxygen. That's oxygen. Like, who the heck is gonna follow anyone the second they feel that their integrity has been compromised? We aren't capable of that unless we ourselves have our integrity already compromised, right? So I think, I think of it as oxygen, you know? You know, it's been funny. I'm, I'm a big believer in intent. We brought it, I, I mentioned it earlier. I'm like, it is like my religion. But I had a, an employee, Steve Unwin, who worked for me, who really advanced my thinking on it. Like, you know, we were just chilling one day. He was on my team, he was on my content team. It was early when I re-brought back the Ask Gary Vee show and kind of after the wine content early, my career started being more regular. 2014, 2015 in my content. And he's like, Gary, like, you still have to act on your intent. And it was valid. You know, like to me I value it so much because I think so many people struggle with good intent because good intent comes in the ability to care about others besides what their self-interest is and that's just a big hurdle. But the truth is you have to execute on it. So people love to say they have integrity but it is the actions of that truth that become the actual judge and jury of it. So I think it's, it's major, it's major. I think what's more interesting about that question is do we have a culture here when somebody feels that their boss or their boss's boss has compromised their integrity that we feel safe to go talk about it. That. So the reason the currency works in leadership in, at Vayner at the level that it does that I'm very proud of is everyone in our world knows that especially VPs and above, the most senior employees know that if they're trying to suppress something to going to me or to the pe- people and, and talent team which is what we call HR. By the way, what was so cool about growing up the first 15 years of my career outside of corporate is everything, I was naive to everything. I remember when we had like, started building a company, I'm like, oh, we're getting big, like, maybe we should have an HR department, you know? Because I would just do everything back in Wine Library. It was a family business, and we were like at 150 people, and like my brother was 11 years younger and a little bit more polished. He's like, I think we should have HR. I'm like, I'm HR. He's like, you're also the CEO, like, we need you doing other shit. I was like, all right. I was like pumped. I'm like, I can't wait to have the all hands on meeting just like in this format. I'm gonna be like, we got HR now. I thought, literally thought that I was gonna be carried out (laughs) of the meeting and celebrated. And I was like, and we're now gonna have HR. And I was like, (laughs) and because it was so family, I was like, it wasn't like this. I was like, like, I was like, what's the, what? And they're like, HR is the worst. I'm like, it's the worst? They're like, HR fires you. I'm like, they do? I I didn't know anything. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so, we didn't even call it HR. We call it people and talent. Like, we like legitimately, legitimately have to create a world. It's almost like how America's system worked for quite a long time and still does on paper. I need leaders, me, and the HR department to be three separate entities to not create what I'm scared of, which is people are scared to say something about anything because they're gonna get fired. It's crazy, like the way I thought about it was I remember the first five or seven big debates between a boss and an employee where it wasn't clear through all the data and research what happened, I fired the boss every time, all seven times. And it, was, it wasn't clear and it got to wit's end and I had to make a decision. And I fired the boss every time to set the tone that we weren't gonna be cliche and believe the boss over the person underneath them. And it really mattered. It created a culture. And so, 
To me, that's the interesting part of the integrity question. How important is integrity? It's everything, everybody here knows that. The more important question is, people sitting in here who feel somebody above them doesn't have integrity, what is the infrastructure and framework and culture here to allow it to be addressed? Hi. So, and please tell us why. We need to know the why. But which software platform is better? OpenTable or Resi? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will go with Resi. Yes. Thank you. That, that's like a, this might be fun. Back to culture and leadership. One of the things I realized is client services is hard, right? What we do at Vayner is hard. Like, you're just on the receiving end. And one of the things I always tell the team is, I say, team, there's a great Russian saying that my dad says all the time, which is, whoever pays for the song gets to pick the song. And so we're on the receiving end. Client is signing the check. But you're trying to help educate a new truth while they're, and so it's a really interesting challenge and so some hard days. And I remember thinking, I need to create other things in this company that is escapism. So we do a lot of startups. And so Resi was an idea me and Ben Leventhal, who's a friend of mine, had over, literally was, it was really the first idea was a little bit based on what Uber had going on and it was this concept of maybe getting, you know, we were like, well first class exists in flying like why can't you actually get a seat to a restaurant in New York that you want if you are willing to pay classic just merit of supply and demand. We, we built such good software that we were like forget that business, let's just go kill OpenSea. And so we did that but we sold that to Amex five or six years ago but the moral of the story for that is what weird thing can you do? My weird thing was we're gonna start companies occasionally here for the talent to have escapism to be like fired up about something from 7 to 10 p.m. whiteboarding because it's not what they do. Like, of course, parties and offsites and things like this, but like other tangible things. What le- I always think that most companies don't allocate enough time, energy, and money to 10% of just left field shit that is actually there to make the 90% act like 110%. It's too fucking robotic, right? So that's, I'm really glad you got to ask that Resi question because I can bring it into like leadership. Leadership's job is to innovate. Of course you can cack an LTV your way to life. Of course you can create new distribution. Like that makes sense, that you're supposed to. But what about the curveball? You know, as a baseball term for anybody who likes that sport, what about your off-speed pitch? What's gonna mix it up? And so like, like why can't you also run a flower store downstairs? Why can't you? You can, right? And so like, it's thinking about that complete left field shit that I like thinking about. All right, I gotta go back to work. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 